Father, Jesus, I thank you for these hearts, God, these hearts that you have appointed to be here in this time and this day, God. Thank you for each one of them, God. I pray strength and wellness in their body and their lives and their families' lives, God. Thank you, God, for what you are doing in this service, God, and what you are, are going to do in the future, God. But right now, God, we stand in the presence, God, and we say thank you for this moment in time. So, God, I ask that you move me inside, God, and bring forth your word to your people, God. And in the name of Jesus, God, we are here to glorify you and honor you in all things said and done. In the name of Jesus, the church said amen. amen. Hallelujah. 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 Identify yourself. Identify yourself. Who are you? Who are you? Sometimes we have to ask ourselves that question, don't we? Who are you? Sometimes we have to put life on pause. We have to put life on pause and look ourselves in the mirror and ask, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Many of times I had to ask myself that question. Still do so. Who am I? Who am I? Because if we are not committed to who we are, the circumstances of life will sometimes make you forget who you are. Sometimes in our weaknesses, others may make you forget who you are, even for a moment, even for a moment. But in that moment, that moment may cost you your life. And if you live through that moment without repentance, that moment will cost you your eternity with the Lord. So let me ask you this. We are examining ourselves today. What is your true identity? Let that sink in. What is your true identity? That's a personal question. We all should think about it. What is your true identity? Because we find sometimes that our identity change depending on the place. Depending on the place, our identity may change. So who are you really? Who are you really? Now, I must ask this question because the Lord requires an answer. The Lord wants to know whose side you are, whether you are for him or you are for the world, because there is no in-between. There is no in-between. Now, I know we present ourselves sometimes as saved in the sanctuary, but there's a bigger question. How do you present yourself outside of the doors of the sanctuary? Outside of these four walls, who are you? Who are you? Meaning, have you given your life to Christ out there? Out there, among others. Among others, have you given your life to Christ? Because we in here, we all know our identity in here, in here. But what matters is out 
out there? Do people besides your church family know that you're a saint? Do they know that you are a true Christian? Do they know that you are a disciple of Christ? A learner of Christ? Do they know? Identify yourself. Identify yourself. Because the most important, the most important question, church, that we're going to come across today is the question that Jesus is going to ask his disciples. Who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? Because what we believe about a person determines our relationship to that person. What we believe about Jesus determines our relationship to him. And it determines our relationship to God. But it also identifies us. It determines our identity. Identity. So whether you want to believe it or not, one way or another, we will identify ourselves to Jesus. Whether it's here on earth with our lives or it's in heaven on our knees before him, we will identify ourselves. Just as the disciples are asked to do in today's passage in Matthew 16, starting at verse 13. Identify yourself. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? Who do people say the Son of Man is? Now this region was said to be a beautiful site on the northern shore of, of the sea of Galilee. We know that Galilee was a mostly Jewish region, Jewish region. But this beautiful city was known to be influenced by Greek and Roman culture. Some believe that Jesus wanted to retreat from the crowds and bring his disciples into a place where he can really teach them, really teach them. See, Jesus wants to know where his disciples stood, where they stand. So he come to this region and Jesus sits his disciples down and he begin to ask them a series of questions. Like my dad always told me when he, once I got older, he said, son, I never asked you a question that I didn't already know the answer to. And that's one of the wonderful things about Jesus. Jesus asks questions to make us go deeper, to think deeper, deeper than what we hear, deeper than what we see, go beyond the obvious, the obvious. So he asks, who do people say the son of man is? And they replied. They replied. Some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Now, this is a pretty easy question for them to answer, right? 
Because they are only saying what they heard, not what they believe. This would be easy for any one of us to answer, to share what we've heard. That's easy. That's easy. But every last one of these answers that from the people was wrong. They were incorrect. But these answers, these answers revealed something. They revealed that Jesus' true identity was not recognized by the people. Was not recognized by the people. All that they've seen him do. All that they've heard. All the miracles. The miraculous things. Basically, they're saying he's no greater than John the Baptist or Elijah. Others say Jeremiah or any of those old prophets. So now Jesus has asked the easy question. Who do people say I am? And it's all right for the disciples to know what others thought about Jesus. But now, Jesus had to ask them as individuals, what do you believe about me? What do you believe about me? That is the more important question. But what about you? But what about you? Who do you say I am? The same basic questions, and some of us might say this is an easy question to answer. But this question is placed before all of us who call ourselves Christians and followers of Christ. Know that your answer to this question that you will be judged by. You will be judged by your answer. If we answer this question every day by what we believe and what we do, if we really believe Jesus is who he says he is, it should affect the way we live. It should affect the way we live. We must answer this question and not just once. But we have to answer this question almost daily. Almost daily. Because the world, the people in this world, our circumstances will challenge our belief. It will challenge our faith on a daily, daily basis. The word tells us to be ready. To be ready to give an answer for that hope that is in you. Always be And Peter answers, Simon Peter answers, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Now, I believe the Lord was hoping that the disciples would not have the same thoughts as some of the people, as some of the people, that they wouldn't have the same spirit of that age, of that age. Jesus is the Messiah. Peter is right. Jesus is the Messiah, the son of the living God. We all know that. We know this. We know the answer to this question. We heard it over and over again. 
We've been taught it. We've been taught it. We know that Jesus is more than who the people say he is. We know that Jesus is more than a miracle worker. We know that Jesus is more than John the Baptist, that he is more than Elijah, that he's more than Jeremiah or any other of those prophets. I believe that Jesus wants more. He wants more from us to just check in the box and give the answer of who he is. Jesus wants us to answer this with our heads, yes. But more importantly, he wants us to answer it with our hearts, with our souls, and with our lives, church. With our lives. So there's a few things I want to point out about today's passage. In verse 13, Jesus asked the question. Who do people say the Son of Man is? Jesus asked this question not because he was ignorant to what people believed of him or thought of him. He's God, right? He's God. But maybe just to give those disciples an opportunity to express and declare their faith. I also believe to give them an opportunity to confirm, to confirm their identity. To strengthen them in their identity. Because sometimes when we confess things out of our mouth, we believe that it will come and pass. It strengthens us. I am a child of God. Hallelujah. You pronounce it and confess it with your mouth. With your mouth. Now do we really think that Jesus is concerned about the opinions of others? His primary concern is about what the disciples say about him. What his followers, those who he entrusts in his mission. That's his main Concern. Not the outsiders. Not the non-believers. Not the ones who believe with their heads and not with their hearts. Jesus is not concerned about that. He's not concerned about that. Not the ones who confess them with their mouths. No. See, Jesus knows who's playing Christian. Jesus knows who's faking Christianity. Jesus knows who's not taking their faith seriously. Those who are not true disciples. He knows those who are not true learners of his word. He knows those who are just hearers and not doers of his word. And they may can fool us, but they can't fool him. They can't fool him. Yes, you may know Jesus, but if you don't know him with your whole heart, if you don't choose to even know him with your whole heart, you might as well be among the others. 
you might as well be among the others. Who do people say the Son of Man is? That is not Jesus' true concern. That is not his true concern. He's just setting them up for the more important question. And now we come to the point where the people actually thought that he was just another prophet. Just another prophet. Verse 14, they replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, others, some, and others, still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. One of the prophets. See, the people failed to recognize who Jesus was. Up to this point, those who were following him and his disciples also failed to recognize who Jesus was. They failed to look beyond the signs. They failed to look beyond the miracles, church. They failed to see what was right before their eyes. Earlier in this chapter, Jesus asked the religious leaders. He said, you cannot discern the signs of times, then he made the statement that a wicked and adulterous generation seeks signs. Because there were prophecies, there were signs, and there were evidences that the Messiah <laughs> had already come. And they missed them all. Jesus was among them. They missed it all. That should have made it clear to them that the Messiah had already come. And many of us today, many of us Christians, are blind, are blind to the signs of the second coming of Jesus. We are blind to the signs of the second coming of Jesus. So they're looking for the Messiah. They're looking for the Lord of Lord, the King of Kings, the Savior of the world. They're looking for him, and they don't even recognize that he's right before them. He's right there in their presence. Even his disciples, church, didn't recognize him. Peter got his revelation from God, from God, from the Spirit of God. Many of us are still looking. Many of us are still searching for someone or something. We're looking for the signs and the wonders that we want. That we want. Many of us don't even pay attention. Pay attention to the real signs and the miracles and the blessings that Jesus has placed upon your life. Because you're too busy. We're too busy looking for something Someone or something else. We are too busy. Don't even recognize what Jesus is doing in our own lives. In this very moment. In this very moment. And the sad reality is we have a population. Population, a whole population of people. That just believe that Jesus is just another prophet. Just another man. And those who are not serious about their faith might as well believe the same. You might as well believe the same. Those who don't live by Jesus' authority 
his rules, might as well believe the same. Those who just are hearers of the word and not doers of the word, might as well believe the same. That Jesus is not the true Messiah. That Jesus is not God. If you're not serious about your faith, you might as well believe the same, church. You might as well believe the same. Let me ask you, do you recognize your identity? Do people recognize your identity in Christ? When I was talking about outside these doors, do the others recognize your identity in Christ? Do people recognize the transformative work of the Holy Spirit in your life? In your life. Everything Jesus did, church, was by the Spirit. Even though he is God. Even though he is God. It was the Holy Spirit who set him apart, apart from any other man while he was on earth in human Form. It was the Holy Spirit. Do people recognize your identity in Christ? Or do people recognize you as the same old you? Who do the others say you are? Who do they say you are, church? Because it's time for the church to speak up. It's time for the church, the true church, to speak up. And Jesus says, but what about you? But what about you? The words of Christ. He asks, who do you say I am? Jesus was talking to the disciples then, but today, church, he's talking to us. We are his disciples, church. We are his disciples. We are the church. Each one of you are the church. Hold yourselves accountable to being the church. The church needs to speak up and show up, identify itself. Not with our heads, but with our hearts, our souls, and our lives. Peter, the one who spoke up for all the disciples. Same Peter who answered this in verse 16. The same Simon Peter who declared Jesus as the Messiah. The son of the living God. This same Simon Peter denied Jesus three times before a man. But Jesus says, forget about it. What about you? What about you? Are you denying Jesus? Are you denying Jesus? Maybe not with your mouth. Are you denying him with your lifestyle? With the way you live? The ungodly things that you do? Are you denying him? Today, Jesus is not concerned about what others have to say about. So don't even look to your left or look to your right. Jesus' concern is you. His concern is you. 
you? What about the ones who say Jesus is my Lord? <laughs> we all confessed Jesus as our Lord, didn't we? Didn't we? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you like the others, confessing him with your mouth and denying him with your whole heart? Not allowing him to live within you. Not allowing the Holy Spirit to guide you in your everyday life. Doesn't matter where you're at. You are not in control of your life anymore. You gave that up. You gave it up, church. What about you? Jesus wants to know, do you stand with him? Or are you against him? Who do you say I am? Identify yourself. Identify yourself, church. Identify yourself. Jesus demands an answer from the church. He demands an answer for those who are the church. Identify yourself. The day has come, the time has come for the church to speak up. The church has been silent. Silent. It's time for the true church, Jesus Christ, to speak up. Not with our mouths, but with our lives. With our lives. Show the difference. It's time to stop playing church. It's time to stop playing church. Stop pretending to be a Christian. Jesus is not pleased. If we think we're fooling him, we're wrong. We are wrong. Identify yourself. Identify yourself not by what you say, but why what you by what you do. Who is Jesus to you? Who is Jesus to you? We will be judged by our answer. If Jesus was here today to ask you this question, how would you answer it? And would your life reflect your answer? Or would you just boldly lie to Jesus' face? <laughs> That's something to think about. Because your life will be on the line. And we all want to live. Sounds like the time that we will bow down, don't it? <laughs> we will bow down in the presence of the Lord. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because we know that we are not worthy. We are not worthy. See, it's easy to answer that question in here amongst like-minded people. Who is Jesus to you? We shout it out. Shout it out. But what about at home with your family, with your friends, your homeboys, your homegirl, on your job, around those that don't even know Jesus, don't even like Jesus? How would you answer that then? What about 
if someone has a knife to your throat? And your answer depends on whether you keep your head or you lose it. See, that's what's going on around a lot of countries in this world. That is how serious it is, church. And you know who's at the front of that line? We are. We are. We are the church. Jesus expects us to speak up. To speak up. That's how serious it is, church. Who do you say Jesus is? Identify yourself. Identify yourself. Either you're with Jesus or you're not. There's no more straddling the fence, one foot in, one foot out. There's no more intentional compromising. No more. No more for the church. No more for the church. Jesus says, I will spit you out of my mouth because you are warm. Because you are not hot or cold. See, if we think we're fooling Jesus by straddling the fence, we're sadly mistaken, church. Sadly mistaken. Identify yourself. Identify yourself. Regardless of where you're at, where you go, identify yourself. And Jesus makes it easy for us. Sometimes we don't even have to say a word to identify ourselves. Our actions will speak. Our love will speak. He makes it so easy. The church, as the church, we should identify ourselves to those outside of these doors by the way we live. That's what Jesus desires for us. That's why he called us the church, because of our faith, because of your faith. That's why you are part of the church, because you believe who Jesus is. You believe what he's doing, what he's done, and what he's going to do. You are here because you know him. You're not here to he hear me speak, no. You're here for an encounter with the Lord. You want to hear from the Lord because you believe. <laughs> Hallelujah. You believe in him. Jesus is so much more than we can read about in the Bible. So much more. So much more than we can even comprehend, begin to comprehend. And he entrusted you with his mission. And we take it lightly as the church. Who is Jesus to you? Identify yourself. Identify 
yourself. One thing we do is we ask people to accept Christ into their life and tell them that you're saved. Hallelujah. You were saved because you said that prayer. You're saved. And life goes on. But if that's the case, why is there repentance? If you can continue living your life as you please. Jesus wants to change hearts. A completely changed heart. Not a straddling the fence heart. One foot in, one foot out. Not a warm heart. Either you're in or you're out. Either you got a hot heart for Jesus, on fire for Jesus. <laughs> everything else don't matter. He ain't concerned about everything else. He's not concerned about it, church. Let's get real with Jesus. Let's not waste his time coming to his house every Sunday morning. And then when we get back out there, we don't even know him. Let's be real with Jesus. We're going into the holiday season. And one of the things about the holiday season is, it's hard to tell people apart. You have more people that are not of Christ doing more work than the people of Christ. We're in the shadows. The church is living in the shadows. We have to step out of the shadow and let that light shine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One person at a time. Each one of us take on that responsibility in our lives within this world. You know how much ground that will cover? How much ground the word of God will cover, the heart of Christ will cover. Hallelujah. We are, we are on every side of town. Every side of town. Hallelujah. Identify yourself. Hallelujah. It's a joy to identify yourself. I'm a child of God. Christ lives in me. It's a joy. He gives you so much. There's so much in you, church. Let him bring it out. Let the Holy Spirit bring it out. You can show people Jesus? You can show people Jesus? That ought to be a mission of ours. A mission. Hallelujah. I want to close with this. Matthew 16, 15 through 18. He says, what about you? <laughs> that sounds like the question of the week. But what about you? Take time out this week to go look in the mirror. Close the door. Face to face with yourself. And ask yourself, what about you? What about you? He asks. Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, 
You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you, Peter, that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of haze will not overcome it. Peter answered, became the foundation of the church. Not Peter himself, but his answer. That Jesus is the Messiah, the son of the living God. His answer represents his faith. And it's that faith, that rock solid faith, that Jesus says, I will build my and on that faith, we, the church, possess authority. <laughs> because it's your faith, you have authority over the gates of hell. Meaning, you have authority over the gates of hell. <laughs> over any evil. That any evil will not overcome you. Because you are you are the church. Do not let evil overcome you. Because that's, what's, that's all it is. Those selfish desires, those desires deep in us that are not of God, is evil. And the only way we stray away from God is we give in to those temptations, those desires. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. I tell y'all to try it. Let them set you free. Then you'll be able to speak up and identify yourself. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that, that your word went forth, Father. That your word will not return to you in vain. God, I thank you for your word, God. I thank you for giving me the insight of your word, God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for empowering us, God, to understand, God, to have clarity, God. God, I pray that your spirit just dwells in us, just cover us, God, protect us, God. God, I pray that your word just heals us, God, heals us in our weaknesses, God, heals us in our selfish desires, God. Anything that is not of you, God, I pray that you take it out of each and every one of us, God. God, allow us to give us, to give us a voice, God. A voice to show the world who we are. That we can identify ourselves as children of the most high God. Not in a boastful way, but in a loving way. A way to share peace. A way that shares hope. A way that shares Love, because that's our faith as the church. And God, we thank you for that, God. God, cover us all, cover each and every heart that's in here, cover their families, God, and anything that comes up against them, God, may they know within their hearts and with their mind that it will not prevail because they are 
the church. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, these altars are open.